0: The Global Road Safety Podcast is sponsored by Smith System. Celebrating 70 years of impacting road safety around the world. Find us at drivedifferent.com. Smith System. Drive different. Save lives. With safer vehicle design, driver assistance technology, and mountains of data available from monitoring devices, why is it that vehicle crashes and deaths continue to rise? According to the World Health Organization, on-road injuries are among the leading causes of death worldwide, especially in low-income countries. With more deaths, more injuries, and billions of dollars in annual costs, what can drivers and the companies that hire them do to keep our roads safer?
1: Listeners, welcome back to the Global Road Safety Podcast. My name is Nate Hanson, and I'm joined by Tony Douglas, my co-host, and with our special guest today, Eric Nyamebefi from Ghana. Mr. Nyamebefi is a civil engineer from Ghana and also a road safety consultant for the Bloomberg Initiative for Global Road Safety and works with IRAP, that is the International Road Assessment Program. He's currently also a project manager for the kumasi Kasi Railway project under the Ghana Railway Development Authority. And previously, he was the Urban Roads Development Head in Ejesu, which is a town in the Kumasi Metropole. Eric talks with us today about the intersection of railway and road safety in Ghana, and how we might use that to learn about road and driver behavior in sub-Saharan Africa, and how best to help countries in that area. Without further ado, joining us now is Eric Nyamebaefi. And welcome again to the Global Road Safety Podcast. My name is Nate Hansen. Over there is Tony Douglas. Tony, how are you doing today?
0: Doing great, Nate. It's uh, good to be with you this morning.
1: Yeah, it's great to be with you too, Tony. We've got a great guest on today. We are talking with Mr. Uh, Eric Nyamebaefi from uh, Ghana today. And for, very, very interested to talk to him because we're going to be talking a lot about road safety in Ghana and especially about public education in sub-Saharan Africa when it comes to dealing with driver behavior and road safety. Eric is, a, uh, is definitely qualified to speak on this. He's done a lot of work with the Bloomberg Initiative for Global Road Safety and uh, with the International Road Assessment Program as well. Eric, how are you doing today?
2: Uh, I'm fine. I'm uh, fine and I'm uh, glad to uh, be on your show to uh, talk about uh, road safety in Ghana and uh, Africa as well.
1: Hey, great, and it's great to have you on as well. To start us off, I'd like to kind of talk about your background for a moment. So let's talk about road safety and the way that you've taken an approach to it in your work. Could you tell us what sparked your interest in improving the safety of, of roads?
2: OK, so um, what sparked my interest was that um, during my um, undergraduate um, studies, um, I did a, a course on um, transportation engineering. And under transportation engineering, there was um, there was a, a lecture on um, road safety and on how road safety can be improved. So um, when I attended that um, lecture, that is where my interest in um, road safety um, got sparked. And um, since then I have been uh, transportation engineering. I went to do my master's in um, road and transportation engineering so that I can focus more on road safety. So um, my interest really sparked um, doing a lecture at my undergraduate level on road safety. That is where I saw that uh, with all the, um, specializations in um, civil engineering, like structural engineering, geotechnical engineering, My passion and interest uh, was in um, transportation engineering, specifically road safety. So that is where my interest in the road safety started uh, during my undergraduate level. All
1: right, great. And I see from my research on you recently that you've done a lot of work with multimodal transportation as well, railways and roads. Could you talk both about what got you into both of those forms of transportation and then also the unique challenges that dealing with trains and cars, especially in major cities around your country, present.
2: Okay, so um, after I finished my undergraduate um, degree, I got the opportunity to work with a consultancy firm in Accra, Ghana. That is where my um, interest in um, road safety actually started, or let me say my working experience in um, road safety actually started. I also got the opportunity to work with the Ghana Highway Authority, where I did some traffic studies to estimate the level of traffic on some trunk roads to assist in planning. Then I was employed with the Department of Urban Roads, where I was a traffic engineer for the city of uh, Kumase. And during my time at the Department of Urban Roads, I mean, I did um, a number of uh, road safety audits and inspections. I even um, collaborated with the Transport Research Laboratory of the UK on some road safety inspections on on major roads in um, the city of uh, Kumase. I also did some research on um, pedestrian safety and pedestrian walking speeds, and also some analysis of crash data to identify possible factors that um, contributed to different crash severity levels in, in Ghana. With Railway, so I also had the opportunity to work with the Ghana Railway Development Authority. The Ghana Railway Development Authority is actually a new authority that is mandated by an act to develop railway infrastructure in Ghana. So I'm currently a manager there and also a project engineer for the kumasi tukase Railway Line Project. And um, there's this connection between um, road safety and um, (laughs) railway, as in um, the Ghana Railway Development Authority projects that with the rehabilitation of some lines in ghana there will be a modal shift from road to rail the modal shift um, is going to reduce the number of accidents that we have on the road because most of these traffic will go on rail so the government is the government of ghana is actually keen in um, rehabilitating existing railway lines in order for some of the traffic on the road to shift to rail and in doing that, it's going to reduce the number of accidents that um, occur on our roads here in, in Ghana. And if I could follow up on that, what sort of measures are being used to achieve that shift? So currently what is being done is that um, the government is rehabilitating existing old railway lines. That's I mean, um, have deteriorated over a period due to uh, lack of maintenance. And um, one key policy initiative that the Ghana Railway Development Authority is also embarking on is to construct a great separated um, railway crossing. So where the railway line meets a road, um, is the policy of the Ghana Railway Development Authority to provide an overpass. So that the train can pass on top. Because um, the authority has realized that um, most of the crashes occur at um, level crossings. So, in order to avoid that, um, it is now the policy of the Ghana Railway Development Authority to construct an overpass um, at the intersection where the rail meets the road.
1: Gotcha. Interesting and with the roads in ghana i've noticed that you've done some work and i would assume that this is in connection with your work with uh, the international road assessment program on road deterioration and traffic safety could you talk a little bit about that work and what effect that uh, breakdown of roadbeds has on on traffic safety
2: okay so i am currently the senior road safety Consultant on the Bloomberg uh, Philanthropist Initiative for Global Road Safety, uh, Road Safety Infrastructure Assessments um, in Ghana, which is being done by the Faculty of Transport and Traffic Sciences in um, Croatia. So I I am their local expert here in Ghana. And um, I am involved in the safety assessment of uh, 750 kilometers of project roads. There's also road design safety assessment, school zone safety assessment for 50 schools. The project also includes a review of um, road safety audit manual and um, delivering of um, dissemination workshop for staff of um, national road authorities. So basically, the overall aim of the project is to um, inform the World Bank Group about um, road engineering measures that can help reduce uh, fatalities and uh, serious uh, injuries in Ghana and um, the project involves selected roads uh, 750 kilometers in total and the roads are in the northern part of Ghana the upper west region and the bono east regions of Ghana so um, the roads are in selected three regions of Ghana the Bloomberg um, Philanthropic Initiative for Global Road Safety is to inform the World Bank about uh, road engineering measures that can help save lives um, in Ghana. And um, this work is being done using the International Road Assessment Program methodology. The star ratings um, is based on individual relative risks for four user groups. That is uh, vehicle occupants, uh, passengers, motorcyclists, and bicycles. So the project generated four different style ratings uh, for each of the road user groups, uh, vehicle occupants, motorcyclists, uh, pedestrians, and cyclists. Um, so that is the overall aim of the project to um, generate star ratings for these four user groups. Um, that is the vehicle occupants, uh, passengers, the motorcyclists, and the bicyclists. Some of the findings of the project is that um, 3.76% of the total Ghana survey network was um, was five-star according to the IRAP methodology, and um, 7.42% of the network was um, awarded four-star for vehicle occupants. You see. On the other hand, um, 65.85% of the network, I mean, again, only one star. So it is evident that most of the roads um, had um, four star ratings, uh, especially when it comes to uh, pedestrian safety, you see, and also when it comes to um, the ratings for cyclists and motorcyclists. So these are some of the findings of the project.
0: Eric, this is Tony. Thanks again for your time today. It's very, very nice to meet you virtually. As we consider this extensive experience that you've had both with the NGOs that you mentioned and with government, are there some some particular recommendations that you might have on how to improve the coordination efforts any opportunities for improvement that you see in in the way that uh, the NGOs and the government entities work hand in hand
2: yeah i think there should be more uh, collaboration between the various um, government agencies and also the NGOs for example um, I talked about the Ghana Railway Development Authority, the policy of the Ghana Railway Development Authority to construct a grade separated overpass at a location where the rail meets the road. So, um, the Ghana Railway Development Authority can collaborate more with other road agencies such as the Ghana Highway Authority, the Department of Urban Roads, and also the Department of Federal Roads to actually share ideas on how to improve um, rail and road um, crossing locations. It shouldn't be just the Ghana Railway Development Authority trying to improve um, road and railway crossing locations. It should be a consented effort between the Ghana Railway Development Authority and all these road agencies so that they can come up with plans and also intervention measures that can make rail and road crossings um, safe for everyone to use. So I think uh, it needs more collaboration between the various um, governmental agencies and also the NGOs to um, improve uh, road safety. So there's there's a need for more collaboration between uh, all these groups. You've mentioned a
1: couple of times the Ghana Railway Development Authority and also talked a little bit about the Act of Parliament that established that authority. Could you talk about regulatory needs you have noticed for transportation safety in Ghana and what sort of challenges that could be addressed in that way?
2: There's a plan to establish a regulatory body that will be in charge of transportation in Ghana. We don't have a regulatory body in charge of uh, transportation in Ghana. It's like the Department of Urban Roads manages urban roads in Ghana. The Ghana Highway Authority manages trunk roads in Ghana. The Department of Feeder Roads manages Federal roads in Ghana. And the Ghana Rail Authority manages railway in Ghana. But there's a need to form or to create a regulatory body that will regulate um, transportation in Ghana. But when it comes to air transportation in Ghana, we have the Ghana Civil Aviation Authority, that is the regulatory body that regulates air transportation in Ghana. But we don't have a regulatory body that regulates rail transportation or road transportation in Ghana. So um, it is a plan of the Ministry of Transport to create a regulatory body to that effect that can develop standards and specifications with regards to road and railway, and also issue licenses and certificates for people who want to operate within this mode of transport. I think uh, in doing that, it will help um, reduce the number of crashes in Ghana.
0: And Eric, how would you characterize the cooperation in the region? Are there other countries that you're able to benchmark with or work closely with on, on
2: some of the same initiatives? With my experience in the transportation industry in Ghana, I have not collaborated with um, another country in, in the sub region. I have one example where I collaborated with the Transport Research Laboratory of the UK to conduct some road safety inspections here in Kumasi. And um, that is the only collaboration that uh, I have had during my working experience. But I think um, the World Bank has um, a collaborative framework that involves a lot of um, African um, countries, that the countries collaborate on issues that has to do with um, road safety and um, urban mobility in Africa. That is being done by the World Bank and some other um, donor-funded agencies, um, but not by the government of Ghana.
1: You've talked a little bit today about the work that's being done to improve safety in Ghana by changing the layout of roads, particularly in the interaction between railways and passenger roads. Could you talk about the difference that you've noticed between changing those layouts and improvement of signaling systems or traffic regulations in the areas that are under
2: review for change to their overpass layouts and such like okay so if i underst- if i understood your question um you uh, see most of the um, railway lines that are operation in ghana most of the signaling systems on these lines are, are quite old so um, there's plans to um, coordinate uh, road intersection signals and active rail crossing signals um, which can reduce crashes by preventing um, vehicle queuing um, across tracks you see and then there's also plans to um, upgrade some level crossings to improve um, traffic flow near these kinds of uh, crossings you see i've already talked about the need for a great separation um, at crossings or new um, rehabilitated projects. So, some of the things that have been done is um, plans to coordinate uh, road intersection signals and active rail crossing signals. Uh, at railway crossings, which can help reduce crashes and also upgrading some level crossings to improve traffic flow near these crossings. And uh, in doing so, um, these kinds of uh, interventions can help reduce um, fatalities and um, serious injuries when it comes to crashes at um, railway crossings. Um, Another intervention that is being done is they need to improve um, side distance to um, a signal display or to um, approaching trains. And also to construct some pedestrian facilities around these uh, crossings and repair more functioning uh, Signal and equipment on the old lines that are operational now, so these are some of the interventions that are uh, being done to improve uh, safety
0: Eric thinking for a moment about a holistic look at road safety in Ghana, one which certainly considers infrastructure roads and road conditions as we've just discussed are you seeing improvement in Driver skills. You did touch on government regulations, but of course, your government intervention and then the vehicles. Are you seeing any noteworthy progress beyond road design, construction, and maintenance toward uh, making the roads safer?
2: Uh, Okay, so um, I think um, there have been some education, some form of um, public education um, on road safety. This education is mainly focused on commercial drivers, and also um, school children. These educations are provided by various organizations such as the National Road Safety Authority in collaboration with um, either the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority or the Motor, Traffic, and Transport Departments of the Ghana Police Service, and some non-governmental NGOs that are in Ghana. So in addition to the road engineering, um, there, there have been public education, uh, which is mainly focused on commercial drivers and also school children uh, to improve uh, road safety in Ghana. So it's, it's an integrated effort, road engineering, uh, education. There have also been some level of enforcement, which is not too strong, but at least a level of enforcement also to help improve um, road safety here in Ghana.
0: And as a follow-up to that, do you think the need for road safety improvement is generally accepted by drivers, both uh, commercial drivers and then the, the personal or the private users of the roads in Ghana?
2: Yeah, the need for road safety is accepted by these drivers. That, um, there has to be a behavioral change in their driving behavior because uh, research uh, has shown that uh, most of the drivers speed on roads especially intercity roads. So even though drivers recognize the need for road safety education, I think the education has to be geared towards changing their behavioral patterns, I mean, in terms of speeding and in terms of drunk driving. So the education has to be focused on these two key areas, speeding and also drunk driving. Very good. Mr. Niyabe here.
1: We are coming down on the time that we set aside for this talk and that you so graciously gave to us. But um, before, we, before we really get going, I'd like to ask you some concluding questions. So first of all, if there is someone listening to this podcast who would want to get involved or to assist with resolving road safety challenges in sub-Saharan Africa, what would you want to say to them? What, what should they be aware of?
2: Okay, so um, what I want to say to them is that um, there's a need for road safety interse- uh, interventions here in Ghana and also Sub-Saharan Africa in general, because um, the numbers are bad for Sub-Saharan Africa, of which um, Ghana is included. Uh, for example, uh, despite having about half the world's motor vehicles, developing countries now suffer 90% of uh, worldwide toll of 1 to 5 million road traffic deaths, and 20 to 50 million on fatal road crashes. The African Development Bank estimated that road crashes cost Ghana 288 million US dollars in 2009. That is um, 1.6% of um, Ghana's GDP. Also, a total of 650 people die on Africa's road every day. A child in Africa is twice as likely to die on on the road than a child in um, any other part of the world. So there's really the need to um, improve um, road safety um, here in Ghana and um, sub Saharan Africa as a whole. So what I would tell any individual or company who wants to assist to improve road safety here in Ghana is that um, they will be doing um, a notable course that will improve the lives of uh, millions of people in Ghana, and also um, in Ghana as a whole. So, uh, it is a notable cause that they will embark on. And that um, it has to be focused on uh, engineering, it has to be focused on enforcement, it has also to be focused on education.
1: It certainly is a noble cause and something that requires investment and attention. Tony, were there any other questions that you wanted to ask before we got going today?
0: As we think about education, Eric, how is technology access in Ghana at present? If a company wanted to get involved in working to provide training content to assist both with behavior change and then the knowledge and awareness around abusing alcohol while driving mobile phone access, internet access, how is technology access overall in Ghana today?
2: Yeah, I would say um, the penetration rate of um, internet and mobile phones is uh, quite high. Just that um, most of the education has to be geared towards um, drivers of um, commercial vehicles. And um, the internet penetration with that, within that group is not too high. But the general internet penetration in Ghana is quite high. The drivers of commercial vehicles who really need these kinds of um, training and education on road safety, the internet penetration rate among um, that group is not too high. So I think um, the best education on behavior, behavioral change and knowledge, um, I think will reap much benefit when it is done on site rather than through technology, because those who really need this training and education, um, the internet penetration among these groups are not too high. But with other groups of people, like um, teenagers and adolescents, um, these kind of trainings can be organized via the internet. But with drivers of commercial vehicles, um, I don't think they have that much access to the internet. So these kind of trainings uh, will be best when it is done uh, on site.
0: And do you think the companies see the uh, the value in that type of in-person training opportunity? Do you think the companies would buy into making that kind of investment in order to see the benefits on the claims and and, uh, crash reduction side.
2: Yeah, I definitely think um, the companies um, see value in this kind of investment, um, especially um, the companies that that manage these big buses that do intercity travel, like the State Transport Company of Ghana. And also we have another private group called uh, VIP. Um, These are organizations that are in charge of uh, intercity travel and even travel outside Ghana. Some of their buses travel from Ghana to Togo and to Nigeria and to Cote d'Ivoire. So they really appreciate the value of these kinds of education and training to their drivers. And I definitely think they will buy into the idea of um, such trainings. And um, maybe I can um, collaborate with uh, Smith Systems and maybe we can send them some proposals for them to have a look at it because um, they are aware of the kind of the high frequency and the severity of um, road crashes um, on Ghana roads. So any attempt to train their drivers to improve safety on their roads um, will be a welcoming um, intervention or will be a welcoming news to them. So maybe we can uh, explore that um, that uh, avenue. Because mm. I think the training has to be done um, in person, but uh, not online. But anyway, we can we can see.
0: Very good, and w- we would be uh, most happy to work with you and, and see if we can't be part of the solution in helping to get that training to those drivers.
2: Okay, sure. Um, that would be a welcoming help here in Ghana.
0: So Eric, many thanks indeed for your time today and, and your deep commitment to improving road safety in Ghana and the region. Have we missed anything important that you'd like to share with our audience?
2: Well, I think uh, basically uh, we've covered um, the key parts that has to do with uh, road safety here in Ghana. I think um, with regards to education, with regards to road safety public education, there was this uh, program called the Save Ways Program that uh, presented school peoples in Accra with um, novel opportunities to learn both in the classroom and school compounds and in practical situations um, outside near railroads about road safety. And um, this program aimed to increase uh, road safety awareness among school children. Um, The groups of children who were exposed to these kind of resources um, showed a significant increase in in their knowledge of road safety compared with um, a control group. So I think, Road safety education towards uh, school children is also one area that is uh, worth uh, considering um, here in Ghana.
0: So thank you very much for that. We um, would be most happy as well to have some further discussions with you on how we might help get some some content in the hands of that next generation and the most precious resource you have in Ghana, just as we have in the United States. Uh, We certainly want to provide our children uh, with everything that they need to be as safe as they
2: can be okay thank you and uh, thank you for having me on your uh, podcast yes
0: sir
1: thank you very much eric niami biafi thank you for your time tony thank you and everyone thank you for listening to the global road safety podcast
0: and that wraps this episode of the global road safety podcast stay tuned for future guest announcements and drive safely The Global Road Safety Podcast is sponsored by Smith System, the leader in crash avoidance driver safety training. Follow the Global Road Safety Podcast for new episodes coming soon.